You just made the list. Well, Andy freaking God. I am 100% certain that I am 0% sure of what I'm going to do. Well, we should make a list. Lists are good. Lists are good. Lists are good. I love you in your face. Hey, best friends. Welcome to Lost in Lists. It's a podcast that loves lists and lists its loves. My name is Dan Connell Pasek, and I am the host of this podcast. Each week, I invite a guest, and we rank our top five of some category. Now, we mostly won't claim that our rankings are the greatest choices, but we love them, and we will defend them tooth and nail. Enjoy! Hey there, best friends! Welcome to Lost in Lists! Hi, everybody. John and I are together again! Dan has decided to not be irresponsible mm-hmm. after getting COVID for the second time. Mm-hmm. He, oh, you're admitting it now. No, I'm letting you finish speaking okay. before I start speaking because that's okay. how my mom taught me. Okay. I'll refute okay. all of your lies after, in just a second. After the second time getting COVID, we're finally able to see each other and I'm very thankful. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you. My turn. I have not had COVID, although I've been in contact with six people. <laughs> And have not contracted COVID. That's wonderful. I think I have the antibodies. Good job. Knock on wood. Did you hear that? That's me knocking on wood, audience. I'm sure they heard it. I'll add a knock in there if they didn't hear it. Thank you. I would appreciate that. (laughs) It's tough on me, John. I don't do well in captivity. Yeah. And our sound quality of our podcast doesn't do well either no as you will hear today today's episode was done and for the next two episodes yeah today's episode was done in the basement of my house one night (laughs) and then the next two are going to be finding a quiet place in my in-laws house i don't know how that's going to work but i have to find a quiet place i might just sit in a closet great news audience the next three episodes dan is taking over as sound producer I'm just going to say that, John, I'll deliver you a product, and I think that you will need to do the magic that you normally do to make it fantastic. Just to recap, Dan is in charge of the audio for the next three episodes. John just talked to me about a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm, Ooh, which I, I have it. never watched before. So, John, why do I need to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? You don't need to watch it. Okay. And at times it's inappropriate. Okay. However... It is Seinfeld on crack. Okay. So if you like Seinfeld, mm-hmm. then there's no way that you won't like Kirby Enthusiasm. Okay. If you're not a Seinfeld fan, then you can just skip it. Seinfeld was just barely before me. Uh, right. And so there's a lot of people my age that love Seinfeld yeah. that talk about it and love it. Yeah. But it was just barely before me. So I missed it and never yeah. jumped on the bandwagon that was Seinfeld. Yeah. Here's the cool thing should, though. about Kirby Enthusiasm. Of course, I'm not a member of the cast, so I cannot confirm that this is true. Okay. But I've heard that they don't have scripts for the show. See, that's up my alley. Larry, David, just gives all the actors an outline. Says, this is like kind of what we're going to do. This is what the scene is about. And go for it. Yeah. And then they just go nuts. That's pretty cool. And it really turns out very funny most of the time. Like, it's very, very good. So, for a period of time, I taught drama and theater at Heritage Christian, one of the previous schools that I taught at. And I didn't mind doing drama for high schoolers, but I did not enjoy doing drama for middle schoolers because I just couldn't get, 
I don't know. It was it was hard to find something that was of good quality <laughs> teaching drama in middle school, and we would play improv games, and inevitably, in those improv games, the students would end up on the floor. Somehow, the scene ended up with middle schoolers on the floor. Like, remember the episode of The Office where Michael always pulls right. out a gun yeah. in his improv class? Exactly. Like, that's exactly what happened every <laughs> single time. I, so I love improv. I love going to see good improv. But I still have a little bit of, like, you know, fear or maybe, I don't know, teaching PTSD when I think about improv. Because for middle schoolers, it just ended up them. They just ended up on the floor the entire time. We need to have some sort of um, pre-recorded thing when I, like, do a tangent or uh-huh. like you know a, a timeout tangent <laughs> yeah. that might be it right yeah that that's perfect have you ever gone to second city Dan? yes several times okay. i actually one time was picked for something at second city like you had to go on stage no they just used me as inspiration oh, oh, okay. wah, wah, yeah wah. that would have been amazing i was sitting say. there and they pointed to me and they said hey what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a teacher. I mean, like this was when I was in college. And then oh. they wrote a song about my name, Dan, and being a teacher. It was really kind of cool. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I ha- get picked out for things like that. Like when I go to, sh- now listen. Well, you seem very excited, I'm sure. Okay, so. It's like a puppy, like sitting on the edge of their seat. This is exactly know? what it is. So <laughs> here's another example. We were in Disney a couple years ago. I like, would be like hiding under a sheet. Exactly. And I like perk my perk up tall <laughs> and I like look around with like my antennas up. We were at Disney a couple years ago, and my favorite thing at Disney is called the Hoop Dee Doo Musical Review. And it's a. Is it better than Frozen to sing along? It is. Wow, crazy. That was mean. And I love it so much. It's like this dinner, like dinner theater. It's a dinner and like these, uh, it's, it's this little show. It's really, really hilarious and so ridiculously appropriate and clean. It's amazing. Well, that's great. But at one point in the show, they pull four people out of the audience. And I definitely like. As I watched the first half of the show, did not touch my fried chicken. And I just had the biggest, stupidest grin on my face. And I think the performers were like, okay, yeah, that guy's going to be perfect. Get him up on stage. And I was wearing a great pair of chubby short shorts that night. I'm sure you were. We will put the pictures up on Facebook. Not on Facebook. On our our website, www.lostandlists.com. I'm glad you put the www on there. (laughs) They would have never found it if it wasn't for that. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Nobody says www. It's an HTTP <laughs> colon backslash backslash. I hate myself. www. I'm so tired. Lost You hear that, everybody? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Don't forget the colon. Anyway, I get picked out for things like that, and I love it because I've always I don't I want to be on stage. Okay, anyway, and I was on stage, and it was fun. so. Every time you've gone to this thing at Disney, you've been No, I mean, I've only gone to this thing like once as an adult. But whenever I go to things that are like interactive, But you did get picked. Yes, and I got on stage. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, for someone like me that's like, I want to participate in everything. It's awesome. For people like you where you're like, please kill me now. I want to hide. It's not awesome. Hey, I have a story to tell. Let's hear it. Something very relevant to not wanting to be picked and being picked. Yeah. Okay, so when <laughs> my wife and I were first married, she wanted to do, we were learning what our likes and dislikes were, mm-hmm. and she decided that she wanted to go to a barn dance. Oh, this I was waiting for this story. So we go to one of these places like Old World, Wisconsin, 
It, it's in Iowa. It's called mm-hmm. Living History Farms. I've been there. You have? Long time ago in high school. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Boring as all get out. Well, cool. I mean, you can churn butter. Dan, Great. I like margarine. The now. 1800s were pretty boring. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, what do you. You're going to play with a hoop and a stick? That's exciting. The only thing you have to do is just try to not die. That is the whole entire. Well, that was the last three weeks of my life with COVID. So, and being around <laughs> people who had COVID. Barely did a good job at that. Look, I'm alive. I did not get COVID. I would not do well in the 1800s. Okay. okay well, anyway, I went die back to of the 1800s dysentery with. On the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I went to the 1800s with my wife. Uh, to Living History Farms, and they had a huge barn, and we had a dance. So we went in there. I didn't want to dance. I'm not a dancer. Mm-hmm. They're up there doing their hoedown stuff. Yeah. My wife is ecstatic. Yeah. Like, her face has the edge of the seat puppy face that yeah. you would have at Second City. She is loving every second of it. And as, right away when we got there, thank goodness, she ran into another single lady that was there. There's probably 50 years old. She was uh-huh. middle-aged. And her and Jenny were like partners the whole night. That's and it cool. was so great. And so I'm sitting on the edge, just watching, just mm-hmm. enjoying the music. I like banjos. Yeah. I like fiddles. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of all that kind of stuff. Mandolins? Like, whatever. Sure. All that kind of interesting, like, you know, backwoods, bluegrass. Yeah. Like, I love all that stuff. So I'm enjoying the music. I just don't want to be involved. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so I'm sitting, uh, you know, in the back of the barn. Jenny convinces me. She says, John, they're going to do another dance soon. Just come up with me. I've been watching the whole night. Yeah. It's very benign. Yeah. Like, whatever. They're calling out to do stuff. And then these two, like, Jenny and this lady are just, like, doing whatever, right? <laughs> so, so finally, I'm like, okay, I'll do this one with you. Just this one, though. Yeah. So they immediately, like immediately, as soon as I stand up, they're like, okay, we want everyone to pair off in four couples. <laughs> so already I feel like, I, oh, yep. I need to leave. Yep. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, because like, it's a smaller group. Right. It's a, it, go, it went for the whole barn down to just four couples. Yep. Then they named, like they numbered us off. So we were couple number one, then two, three, four. We, they said, get in a square face each other. Mm-hmm. So we do that. They said, the man in couple number one, get into the center of the square. <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, wanting to fight someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to punch them, but my wife is so happy. Like, her face is like bright, just glowing Aww. of happiness, like a little puppy. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. I yeah. Can do this. They say, First, do a jig for the woman in <laughs> in couple number two. Oh no, that's not even your wife. Not even my wife. Yeah, I forgot that part. Some of the story. random woman. <laughs> and then they said, now do a jig for the cu- woman in couple three. And what? they made me do a jig for each woman other than my wife. And then they stopped having the guys do jigs. None of the other guys what? had to do it. It was only the guy in couple number one. That's not cool. I agree, Dan. It was. My worst nightmare. I still to this day have a hard time even telling this story because I was so mortified. Look how cathartic like, it is for you to share it no, right now. It's I'm not. Austin it's lists. not. I'm angry. I'm angry about it. Just <laughs> thinking about it. This happened in like 2001. I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Anyway, then we got done with that whole mess. Mm-hmm. And like some other people had to do a few things, but no one else had to do anything close to as bad as I had to do. 
Then we line up, guys and girls. And I'm tall. I'm I'm like, what, 6'6", six, six, something yeah. like that. And no one else in the whole barn is 6'6", six, six, right? <laughs> I, especially the girls, right? And so I line up, all the guys line up on one side of the barn, all the girls line up on the other side of the barn, and we're doing these things where we mix, you know, back and forth, right? And that we're supposed to follow the rules, right? <laughs> So we're doing this dance or whatever, and then it stops, and everyone's like, yay. And it was all the women and me no. on one side no. and all the guys because I had somehow screwed up something. <laughs> and so, of course, all eyes are on me again because you have this whole row of women that are like 5'7". <laughs> and, and me. Six, six. <laughs> and so it's like just my worst nightmare. Like everything about it was my absolute worst nightmare. Sure. And- it was, uh, and so I, you know, at this point, I've told my wife, I'm not going to do any more barn dances, yeah, yeah. right? The rest of my life, probably. But that, that's fair. I feel like it's fair. Yeah. But I don't want to be like mean, you know, if my wife really wanted to, you know, I might be able to be talked into it yeah. or you know, whatever. What if I was there with Lori? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. Because listen, I'm certainly not going to, I'm certainly. Dan, I mean, I'm going to say no for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm just leaving open the possibility yeah. that my wife would want something so much that I would have to yeah. like disregard all personal feelings yeah. about the matter. But I can't imagine that I would. I mean, like I really do even with you, Dan, do not want to do a barn dance ever okay. again in my whole life. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm just saying that Lori would also be mortified by that exact same experience as well. Oh, sure. So I feel like there could be a moment where, like, you guys can have, like, <laughs> talk about other things and Jenny and I could just run around. Yeah, yeah. I guess that that's possible. Um, unfortunately, our episode is not as hilarious as that story is. Although, I'm going to tell you, our guest is really, really fun today. Really, really fun. And today's Veterans Day. Oh, Veterans Day. Well, when this episode comes out, it won't be. It won't be. But we can still celebrate veterans. But the reason why I bring that up is... My guest is a veteran. Oh, nice. So he talks a little bit about that on our episode. Today's episode is a little bit different because my guest, Matt Martin, is also a middle school teacher in Spokane, Washington, and he wanted to talk about tips, advice, things we learned as we were entering the teacher prof- teaching profession. So even if you're not a teacher, you've all had a teacher at some point in your life, and some of the things that we're going to talk about you definitely will be able to relate or maybe you can remember seeing in different teachers. And if you are a teacher, you will definitely be able to relate to this episode. And I think that this is, it's, it's, I'm going to tell you, this episode is a nice episode. It's just nice. Yeah. So and, listen. And re- remember, you, yeah. you're doing sound production today. Yeah. That's so it, it's, it's going to be a very raw no, and nice. Wonderful. Nice. Thank you. Wonderful. John. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. I'm, I'm, I can hardly wait. Well, here it is right now. Hey there, best friend Matt Martin. Welcome to Lost in Lists. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing awesome, as best as you can be when you're teaching online. Oh, are you compl- are you remote? Are you like virtual? What 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 exactly are you doing for teaching right now? We are virtual, but I have so many kids that I go into school and get on my laptop until lunch, and then I head home. Okay, uh, so I'm just talking to a laptop all day. Do you choose to go to school, or 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 do you have to go? Like, or can you do it all from home if you wanted to? 
Uh, they highly recommend that we go into school. Yeah. And also, um, I just had to get out of my pajamas because I didn't feel <laughs> like a very professional when I'm sitting in, uh, in, in, my, in my pajamas, you know, with a suit on and then pajama pants. And uh, so I had to go into school just to be, yeah, to, to get into the right mindset to teach. So yeah, that's totally. what I've been doing. Oh, wow. Matt Martin, tell the audience a little bit. I mean, we've already talked a little bit about school, but tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Uh, why are you on Lost and Lists today? How are we connected? Ready, set, go. Uh, well, I teach. I've been teaching 10 years now. Uh, started in like 2011. Um, and I teach middle school, which is kind of our connection. Yes. Our first, but, but our original connection is we went to the same Midwestern uh, Christian school, Cedarville University, hey. and uh, I promise. Oh, I, a little bit about. I gotta. I gotta say this. I said. I, I told Dan I had some zingers. Oh, good. Um, I really enjoyed uh, listening to his podcast because I had no earthly idea how to say his last name, <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, I know it's Daniel K." And then, you know, when you're reading and you just like, you're just like, "Okay, I see that word, and I know it's a word, and I'm just gonna skip over it because I don't know how to pronounce it." <laughs> and then, and then you like watch the movie, and you're like. Oh, that's how you say that, guys. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's, it's I know it's kind of, kind of classic. So, okay, we got it now. Uh, I love it. Just skipping over it. So I was excited to be on the podcast. Uh, to One, drop zingers, and two, I'm like, all right. I'm um, so excited for all the zingers. Yeah, and I don't know if this is where I dropped down the, uh, the your circle of friends, but oh, yeah. uh, you, had one of the, you had one of the best circle of friends of all time. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we had a lot of mutual friends, and then also, like, like, I mean, Culpepper, for one. Oh, one of the best. Culpepper was like an icon. You, uh, <laughs> he is and he was, was like, and always will Cedar, be. Yeah, Cedarville icon, <laughs> Ryan Culpepper. Uh, and also, we need to have I, condoms in schools. That's what we need. <laughs> it's one of my favorite memories ever. Oh, man. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, were you in Pirates of Penzance? Because I know. I was not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, this is one of those... Uh, what do they call those things uh, where you have like the shared memory, but it's all wrong. Like You've created in your brain. Like I think yeah, like I have a memory of you dancing in tights to pirates of Penzance. That Wait, is listen, not true. I, I very well could have been dancing in tights to pirates of Penzance, just not on a stage. <laughs> it could have just been like somewhere on campus. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, so we had like a similar circle of friends broadcasting in uh, theater. I think we may have had class together with Dr. Roby, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Another icon. Again, I can't remember anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did Jack and the Beanstalk, and he gave me a C minus, and I was so <laughs> miffed about that. I, he said I but broke you, character, which you, was... <laughs> I broke character. If you can't be Dr. Roby, you get a zero. Oh, that's, man. Yeah. Oh, that's... I don't know if we had class together even, but I just, I mean... So, Matt, I was thinking about this, okay? Honestly, I was thinking about this. Did we ever hang out in college? Like maybe just in the dorm? Cause you lived yeah. in Brock, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Were so you like, on the second floor? Oh, well, always the second floor. We never went to any other floor hmm. by all means. So, and it was always the back hall. First floor, more name drops. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we, uh, one time, so this was during finals week. Oh man. And I was older, I'm older than Dan by yeah. like two years, I think. Yeah. And I'm like senior year in the dorms, like a dork. And my roommate and I are trying to study and I hear like a rumbling noise and then I hear bowling pins because someone on the second floor had gotten 10 pins and a bowling ball and you guys put a mattress up and you're just like bowling in the hall on finals week. It was like 
the one time when I was like trying to graduate, I was like Tommy Boy with the yeah. with the D minus. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna have to be that guy who's like, guys, stop bowling. It's, yeah, it's midnight. Did you ever partake yeah. in the slip and slide? Uh, no. Okay. Did you ever partake in the in the four square? No, listen, second floor I, sounds awesome. Wait, wait listen, I, second floor was the greatest. I'm just going to let you know that. I, yeah. Like, I go back and I think about this when I think about college. I, I didn't do a lot of work. I know that I'm probably supposed to, but if yeah. I think about it, like, okay, as an education major, I didn't do a lot of work. I don't think I did one all-nighter. I, I, I know I didn't do one all-nighter, oh. now that I think about it. Um, but you started, now hold on, you, you started not as an education major. You were a broadcasting major, right? Yep. I feel I, uh, like I remember you in, in a radio station. And that's oh, yeah. like, so how did we go from <laughs> Cedarville University radio station to middle school teacher? What what happened there? Oh man, that's a long road, but I'll walk it. Yeah, um take us on the yeah. journey. So I got out of school and actually when I was in class at Cedarville, a lot of our professors, like I'm gonna actually talk about one of our professors, yeah. uh Mr. Cra- Mr. Craigle later. Oh, but yeah. uh, he was like telling us, Hey look all of this stuff is going to digital. So basically everything we taught you. <laughs> and then I remember, oh, I wish I could remember his name, but there was this kid and he was like a freshman. Well, kid, he's probably 40 now, but uh, he came in and he was doing like a chapel video. And I don't, this is like deep memories. So, uh, but, and he did a chapel video on an Apple, on an iPod or a Mac. Uh-huh. And he had, and it was like the most amazing video yeah. And he wasn't a broadcast major and they played it in chapel and they're like, look at this video. And I was like, I'm obsolete. Like I just spent $60,000 for nothing. I haven't graduated yet. Yeah. I haven't but graduated. I know my career um, is over. Yeah. But I worked for ESPN for a couple of years. Uh, oh, wow. So I did actually do some stuff in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the price tag of a small Christian school <laughs> overwhelmed me. Uh, I joined the army. Yeah. And uh, got out of the army after four years. Uh, so this is the best. I graduated Cedarville right before 9-11. Yeah. And then it was like everybody was on a hiring freeze. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of the Army in 2008, which was another great time oh, for uh, trying to find a job. Oh. So I, I went in and I was like, man, what am, I, what am I passionate about? And I was like, history and I like hanging out with kids. Yeah. So I can either be like a historian youth pastor or I can be... <laughs> Or I could teach uh, teach middle school, so yeah. uh, I went went back to school and and started teaching, man. And I, I I I really love it. I mean, as much as you know how teachers complain at the water cooler, but right, right. Uh, you know, I just I enjoy it, uh, and uh, I really want to be back with my kids. I don't know if you're back yet, but yeah, it's like I'm just struggling. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that. My district is completely remote right now, and I'm not in the classroom right now. I'm working at the district office. I have been for about, um, you know, last year and a half or so. And uh, I, I, but even like, forget about COVID, which I think is a phrase I can't really say, but forget about COVID. I, I do. Bleep, I believe it out. Yeah, bleep it out. John, fix it. I do believe that, uh, I mean, I, I know that I'll go back to teaching one day. I love what I'm doing right now. It's created some great flexibility and opportunities for me and I'm learning a lot, but I, I, I miss teaching and, uh, you know, for the season that I'm in right now, I'm grateful for what I have, but I can't imagine, I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine because I've seen it happen, but you, you teachers right now are, are doing some incredibly great things. And um, I mean, I, 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 in my position, I have the opportunity to be saying this to a lot of teachers is, is like, literally, we have not done this before. This has never been done before. So have some grace, have some, 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 you know, self-compassion for, for the work that you're doing, because 
again, it's never been done before. It's crazy. Absolutely nuts. Um, now, Matt, tell the audience a little bit about what our topic is today, because there's a reason why you're on this podcast today for this topic, and that has to do with teaching. Give, give them a little bit of a heads up. Yeah, so uh, we are going to share our list of the best advice we ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so mine is a little zany because it kind of goes all over the place. And it's a couple of those things that you see on like mugs, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the teacher mug. <laughs> or it's like the Pinterest boards. Yes. So yeah. I try not to get too cheesy. Or, or any like motivational poster you put up in your classroom that like is oh, supposed yeah. to go get them. Oh, oh yeah. that's great. I had, I had a, I, when I uh, taught at a private school, I had a, uh, a cat poster that I got from the elementary school and it said, hang in there and it had a cat. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that's going to be there. And all the middle schoolers were like, this is kitty stuff. And I was like, it is exactly kitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hang in there, guys. Yeah, you so. can do it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know when we're jumping in, but I got, I got my list ready to go, man. Well, yeah, let me ask you this. Where, like, did you always know that you wanted to do middle school? Like, was there the thought of high school? Was there the thought of elementary? Like, why did you say, cause I, I knew I always wanted to do middle school. So hmm. why was that out of curiosity? Yeah, I, uh, I actually student taught in high school uh-huh. and I was like, I'm going high school all the way. I'm, yeah. I'm going for it. And then when I got into the high school and, and student taught, uh, I did 10th grade world history mm-hmm. and it, I was like, this feels so much more like, like community college when I was, you know, and kids all had jobs and mm-hmm. beards and <laughs> they were like this, <laughs> as tall as me. And I went, maybe this isn't what I'm called to do here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I actually just applied everywhere and I got hired on in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got there my first year um, teaching in Olympia, Washington. And I was like, mm-hmm. these are my, these are my people. Yeah. This is it. And people always go, you teach in middle school. Wow. God bless. <laughs> Same thing. Every middle oh, yeah. school teacher hears that. And I think to myself, like, I don't want elementary kids because I don't want to tie shoes and wipe noses. And high schoolers are mean, like just mean. And even like in middle school, like I'll tell you, I've, I've taught every grade in middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, or at least that's what we considered here. And I like seventh is my niche. Eighth graders, ooh, they are mean. And sixth graders, too babyish. But seventh graders are just enough crazy that I can handle. Like that's, that's, that's my sweet spot. Do you have a sweet spot? Uh, so I taught seventh. I've been in uh, Spokane now for, this is my sixth year teaching. Uh-huh. And my first three years, I taught seventh grade. Yes. And we only do seven, eight for, it's really, okay. it's really junior. It's really junior high, but yeah, yeah. Um, we're switching over to the six, seven, eight model slowly. Uh-huh. And then, but I teach eighth grade now and, and I know you, your niche is seventh and mine is eighth. I just, is it good? If they have a whole year, it's title one. And so they're, they're kind of rougher kids. And so by eighth grade, they've kind of mm-hmm. figured out or some, my, uh, my, com, my, uh, compadre that also teaches the other half of eighth grade, uh, social studies. He said, they've weeded out all the ruffians by yeah. eighth grade, <laughs> where it's like, all right, you're, you know, you're, you're going to be online uh, school. Uh, uh, so, uh, out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, we, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was say you went from, uh, from private Christian school to title one school. Yeah. See, I did the same thing. And oh, I remember, man. and I, I, I said this in one of my recent podcasts, I remember like one month in thinking to myself, I, I can't do this. All of a sudden I had to change 10 years of how I taught. And I was like, I don't, I don't 
I'm, I, I can't do this. And it took me till March that year to realize that, oh yeah, no, I can't. This is, this is fine. I can do this again. You're totally fine. And it was all me that I had to change. It wasn't anything about them. It was all my mindset. Yeah. I, uh, I came in and it was funny. My, I taught, I teach Washington state history or used to teach it <laughs> to seventh graders. And, uh, I taught both in Olympia and, uh, in Spokane. And when uh-huh. I got to the title one school, my entry task on the first day was, uh, what is your favorite place in Washington to visit? Okay. And at the like elite private school, they're like, well, I've been to the top of Mount Rainier, which yeah. is the tallest mountain. And yeah. you know, I've been here and I've been there and I did it in Spokane. And they're like, um, they're like, is Idaho part of Washington? And I'm like, no, yeah. okay, we've got to dial it back <laughs> a little bit. And they're like, well, I've been to, I've, and they're like, I've been to Walmart in town a couple yeah. times. Like, yeah. so it's like, it's just like, you're totally like, all right, this is a different world. Um, and mm-hmm. I love both. Um, and I had a great time learning how to teach really at that private school. But yeah. uh, getting here, I'm like, again, I'm, I grew up poor kids. So I'm like, all right, poor kids, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's you know? awesome. My kids. So Racine is, is right smack dab in the middle between Milwaukee and Chicago. And that was the most like, and that was still a small number of kids that were like, yeah, I've, I've been to Milwaukee a couple times. I've been to Chicago a couple times, but that was, that was the small number. So it was, it was, um, it was amazing to experience a brand new world, but definitely um, uh, a, a new challenge for me, but I, I learned a ton from it. So, but let's get into the list. Okay. So start us off. What's your number five, like best piece of advice or, or advice that you would give related to being a teacher? Go for it. All right. So uh, this is related to title one and, I don't know if you've had the same uh, experience uh, and maybe at the district level, you mm-hmm. can, you can, you've had this happen too, but uh, so you want my number five best piece of advice? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go from right, like, this is my least one, this, least best to best, best. <laughs> all right. This is my, so wait, oh, least best. Yeah. So like, what's your like, uh, uh, so number like, five. Yes. Okay. So my worst piece of my top five. Yes. There you go. <laughs> okay. Your worst all of right, the best. So, all right. That's where I thought we were starting, but I was like, okay, oh, good. wait, <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, uh, when I went to, uh, college the second time to get my master's, mm-hmm. uh, I had this professor, uh, Dr. Nelson. And he told me he would give us like all these little, uh, tidbits. And he was like, I want to say he was a hundred years old, but I'm sure he was slightly younger, <laughs> Might have been. but he, he taught in Miami, Florida in the middle of civil rights. And Dang. so, yeah. And so we're like, all right, Nelson, like we're, all of us were MIT, which those of you that aren't in the know is basically when you've done something else like broadcasting, then you want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I'm like, I got to figure this out in like three years, what my friends did in five. uh, And I'm going to have a master. So people are gonna be like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. (laughs) So I'm like, every word that he says, I'm just like, what do you got? He's like Yoda, you know? Yeah. And so uh, we have, we have had some recent star Wars related episodes. I do know who Yoda is. I'll just put it out there. Oh yeah. I know. I was like, dang it. So I had to do teaching one. Somebody else got to do Star Wars. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, so Dr. Nelson had, and I'm going to just say this and uh, I hope he's not one of your listeners. Actually, I hope he is. I hope he is but too. he had these, what up, had Nelson? these really, so Nelson had these really strange feet. Uh, and his, so his, <laughs> his, his shoes, he had these like, you know, like the ones with like the Velcro strap that oh, yeah. people wear. Yeah. But then at the end of it, it had like this, n- this nub that came up, like looked like he had like maybe two sets of toes stacked on. Oh. Um, and he goes, wear comfortable shoes. Oh. And that was his like big advice. And so that's my first <laughs> bit of advice I got. Was, like, that's a good number five. 
yeah, he goes, wear comfortable shoes. And we're like hoping for like, this is how you reach kids. This yeah. is how you reach inner city Miami. And he's like, wear comfortable shoes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what? I didn't take his advice my first like two years. I was like, you know, it was private school. I had to wear like yep. a tie and I'm wearing like, you know, the little skinny jeans and boots and, and my feet are killing me. My back is killing me. It is I'm 2011. Making- Matt was allowed yeah. to wear skinny jeans. It's okay. Yeah. And then uh, I'm like, I'm like, man, uh, you know, look at those like older dorky teachers wearing rock ports. Yeah. And, uh, and then, <laughs> and then I go, and then so my brother shout out and more shout out name drops to my brother, Zach, who works in the shoe industry. Yes. And he just so happened to get, he's like, Hey, I got to deal with Rockport if you want to get some free ones. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I yeah. get these Rockports and I'm like, Oh my goodness, Dr. Nelson, wherever you are, you're a saint, St. Nelson, because wearing comfortable shoes is like such a life hack that if you're a new teacher and you're listening to this podcast, go out, go get some rock ports. It's true. Not a sponsor of, uh, of daily li- or uh, lost in list, but they could be. But Rockport, if you're out there and you're listening, I'm, I'm willing to make a deal. That's fine. Even if you don't want to pay, I'll just take some free shoes. No, that is so funny. And the reason why I think about that is because I, I, I switched to an office job and I don't walk around as much clearly anymore, but I was dumbfounded at how like you shouldn't really run through a building, but there have been times where it's two minutes before a class is supposed to start and I have not made my copies and I am booking it like power walking and uh, get my steps in. And you're right. No, it's, it's totally true. And I can feel the difference. See, this is old. Welcome to lost and lists. The old man conversation. I can feel a difference if I'm standing on concrete than if I'm standing on like a carpet that I've put in my room or something that's ridiculously padded. It's true. Friends, take care of your feet. That's a good one. I, I like my that. next. My next stop might be, you know, those mats that they have at Costco. <laughs> Do it. I have lost in, lost an old man list. <laughs> I have one for when I wash my dishes. Um, so that's true. So before I tell you my number five, I am going to say this quick little story. Fun fact is that I in my senior year of college was almost kicked out of the education department. Um, I, <laughs> my number five is not a very nice number five. <laughs> but it's a true number five. And this is going to go maybe a little bit against what you're saying. Uh, my number five to, to teachers, uh, aspiring teachers is that um, your education classes may seem to be great classes, but you're really not going to know if you're going to be a good teacher or not, or if you're going to like it until you're in the classroom. And so my number five is, is, is this is unfortunate. I'm going to say it, but don't take too much stock in the education classes. Now, let me put it this way. It might've just been 2003. It might've just been the fact that that was so long ago when it comes to education philosophy and, uh, and uh, 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 technology and psychology or, or whatever, maybe not so much psychology. I, hated my education classes when I was in college, hated them. And I remember thinking to myself, now this is a little bit of my proud self coming in. I remember thinking to myself that uh, I can do this. Like I'm a performer, I did theater, I can get up in front of people, it is fine. And and I will say that teaching is to a point, uh, an eight hour theater show. Or at least for it is for me sometimes. I just have to make sure my lines or my lessons are, you know, planned and memorized, whatever. Um, but all that to say is that I, I remember my senior year, I, I slacked off. And it's completely my fault. I'm not going into the saying that, like, oh, I knew too much and I didn't need to do any of this stuff. Like, no, there was, there was legit good stuff that I probably should have been doing and should have learned. But I got pulled into 
the education department at Cedarville University with a bunch of professors there. And they debated in front of me, should we let Dan stay in the education department? And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, my dad is going to kill me. Like, <laughs> this is bad. And there were two old professors. I hope that they're still alive. Oh, I'm going to be so sad if they're not. There were two old professors, Merlin Ager. His name was Merlin, okay? And Dwayne Frank. These two men that I think had to at least been in their 60s, if not 70s. So I don't know. I don't know if they're, you know, in glory or whatnot. But these two men said, listen, he doesn't do his work. We know. But let's give him another shot. He doesn't get a chance to, to mess up anymore. He's got to do everything that he's supposed to do. But he'll be a good teacher. Give him another shot. And these two old men went to bat for me. And I am eternally grateful for these old men because they got me to stay in the education department. I did everything I was supposed to do. Uh, I, I've been teaching for 16 years. Like it, it is something that, that I'm super grateful for. But I, maybe this might be just a little bit of my bitterness. I don't know if I would necessarily believe in all of the education classes that you have to take. Um, I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Maybe if I can get my master's in something education related, it'll be something good. But right now, I'm not going to let it hold too much water. <laughs> Maybe it's better if I get my master's. Like, you probably had good educa education classes. I mean, you had Nelson. Come on now. Nelson rocks, man. <laughs> not a, also not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. But he could be. What is, uh, oh, what, man, he was what, the best. Oh, man, he sounds great. I mean, with that experience, it's yeah. so cool. What's your number four? I keep this party rolling. All right. So uh, my number four. Four is actually from Cedarville, where we oh, both good. attended. Uh, my and my broadcasting video media um, professor Jim Craigle, nice, gave us a nugget, and he said, "Divorce yourself from the footage." Oh, and so, uh, so I told it. It's not all rainbows here yeah. on my list, uh, but uh, the whole idea wasn't like you know. It was like, hey, you shot this footage, um, and then when you go into the editing room. Uh, don't be like, well, I took all day and shot this and I got the talent uh, to shoot this. So I should probably use it if it's bad footage or if it doesn't really fit the story. And the reason I think that's so cool for education is because um, I'm thinking that as I look at like, hey, here's what the district or the state or the nation wants you to teach in eighth grade. And I go, okay, I mean, how long is eighth grade? Is that uh, two or three years here? Because there's a lot of stuff, right? And so I'm like, okay, here's what I've, here's what I've planned for the year, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like, well, hey, we're not getting to where we planned. Like, for instance, tomorrow, we're not – oh, I shouldn't say tomorrow, huh? Because this is going to air at a different date. But uh, for those <laughs> just, of you just with, listening in the, yeah. in the future <laughs> – For the record, it is the day before the election, so I imagine you have a really good lesson planned tomorrow, man, don't you? Yeah, well – Tomorrow, we're basically going to, we've already talked about electoral college. Okay. So we're going to just, tomorrow, we're just going to, hey, look, we're online already. So I'm going to say, hey, look, here's where you can track yeah. what's going on. And oh, that's here's cool. what will happen if this state, you know, and this is why they were in this. And so not going, hey, today is the 3rd of November and we're going to talk about the American Revolution because that's what's in the curriculum guide. Right. But being able to divorce <laughs> yourself from that yeah. and especially move into that Title I school where I'm at, go Chiefs. Uh, is saying, <laughs> hey, what is important that these kids know by the end of eighth grade? Yeah. What is important by the time I send them to high school that they know how to do? Are they kind? Do they, you know, do they know how their world works? Do they know how taxes work? Because they're 14 and when they're 16 and they can get a job and their yeah. paycheck comes in and they go, oh, what? <laughs> um, yeah. So like taking those things and going, you know, 
what do you remember from your eighth grade social studies class? Because I'm guessing it's nothing. Uh, nothing. And so divorcing <laughs> yourself from the fact that you have to get to this point and you have to get this. Um, and also part of that is like our reliance on textbooks and worksheets where I'm like, hey, guess what? A kid can go and I do it all the time in class and I go and I don't want to say it now because it'll trigger my phone. But you know, I ask the special digital assistant. Yes, gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> for a uh, question. And uh, so it's like, we're telling kids like, hey, you need to know this and that, when you don't really, because you have yep. a smartphone. And, and so getting, getting out of that, like, I need to do this and I need to do that was some really good advice that I got from Jim Craigle, who is maybe probably listening to this, but doesn't know that back in 1998, uh, he told me something I would stick, that would stick with me. Uh, through teaching. So that's, uh, yeah. I feel like we just need to tag a lot of people on Facebook or just make sure we tell more people through like, you got mentioned in this episode, Craigle. <laughs> Craigle. Oh. Uh, I didn't think I mentioned Summer Allison, but we could name oh. Summer Allison. <laughs> oh, we'll name drop her. Don't you worry. Yeah. I believe her <laughs> name is Summer Johnson now, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the same Summer A ring. It doesn't, but, but you know no. what? She's still Summer Allison to us. Yeah. Um, no, what I love about that is, is, um, well, it's actually a little bit later on my list. I can't. I guess I can't get into that too much. Too much, but I'm gonna hold on to that for just a. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that nugget because it's gonna something similar to that is gonna pop up a little bit later on my list. Um, but what I'm gonna put for my number four is something that is uh, <laughs> a little bit more of a Danny Downer than I guess necessarily on this one, and that is teaching is not what you think it is when you see the movies. That's my number four on this list. Now let's. Here's the thing. I mentioned on another previous episode, a very embarrassing fact that I wanted to be Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. Like that was one of the people I wanted to grow up to be. <clears throat> and uh, I <laughs> wanted to be a principal. And then immediately after my first year of teaching, seeing what principals go through, I have no desire ever, ever, ever in my life to be a principal. But I loved, I loved TV shows and movies that were centered around a school setting. And so, you know, you think about the movies like Lean on Me or Dangerous Minds or uh, Freedom Riders or, uh, uh, I was about to say Stand By Me. No, Stand and Deliver, different movie. But I remember watching all of these movies and being like, I can make a difference. I could be this teacher that could go in and do this and change everything. And yeah, I learned very quickly. It's not like that. Like, it's not this idealistic, beautiful picture of what, uh, of what you see in the movies. It is uh, ridiculously tough. And those kids sometimes don't come around in that year. Maybe they're going to come around two or three years down the road. Maybe they're going to graduate and they'll come around later. And that's fun to see that after you've been into it after a while. But, um, you know, you, you, you will very well get classes that will hate your subject and will do everything that they can to tell you how much they hate their subject or not do the work related to the subject. And uh, kind of what you said, like divorce yourself from the footage. In some ways, I think to myself, divorce myself from the content at least. Um, and so for me, my number four is that it's, it's, it's a noble profession. It's an amazing profession. It's a rewarding profession but it isn't as beautiful and amazing as, as what I think Hollywood and TV shows have dreamed it up to be. Um, like I said before in another episode, in another Lost in List episode, like Mr. Feeney in, in Boy Meets World. I mean, one of the greatest TV teachers of all time and it's nothing, nothing related or like that at all. And so if there's someone out there that's like, oh, I, I've, I've been positively shaped by television related to, to education, that's not a good enough reason to be able to go into education. Um, and um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what my number four is there. I don't know. Do you ever have a movie or a TV show that was like, yeah, I love that related to school or education? 
I don't know. I think in uh, I don't know if you remember his name because you're way more of a cinephile or <laughs> TV file. I don't know. Or still... nerd. <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a nerd. Uh, but uh, th- this would be so much better if they could see our our John uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh So, but like Saved by the Bell, do you remember the teacher that had like jean jacket? That's that's what I wanted to be. Wait, are you talking about Mr. Belding's brother, Rod Belding, the bad one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Wait, oh, okay. was that is like was that no it was like i don't know he's gonna take them on the river rafting on. trip i don't remember <laughs> you're so deep into this i hate myself right i now. just this is what i i'm gonna say about saved by the bell i'm not okay. going back to watch it other than zach morris is trash and yeah. the, that to me goes oh you know what this has not aged well no, uh, no but i always wanted to be that cool teacher with like the jean ripped off jean jacket who showed up you know and he was like hey kids what's up throw the book out because we're doing you know <laughs> So I was always like, man, I'm going to be like the cool teacher. And then when I was the cool teacher, I realized that kids take advantage of you. Yep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories that I don't know if uh, it, yeah, it fits in here because I was like, man, I'm going to be like the teacher that kids are like, I can't. They, somebody said advice, which is sometimes bad advice that I got, which we oh, didn't yeah. include. But it was like kids should run to your class because they want to be there. You know, your, your class should be the one that they run to because they want to be there. And then sometimes you get too buddy buddy and yeah. you're too much the guy with the cutoff. And uh, I had a class at my the private school I worked at that took advantage of me. And I hope they're listening because they know what they did. <laughs> but you did you little I, they, they, they said, Oh, here, this guy, this new guy, blood in the water here. Uh, yeah. And they said, uh, they said, Hey, Mr. Martin. Uh, and they knew I was broadcasting background. And they said, uh-huh. would you allow us to do a video uh, uh, for our assignment and turn it in? And they're looking at the clock. It's 50 minutes. Uh-huh. And these two kids, and I'm going to name drop them, and I'm going to tag them in the comments. Good, good, good. West, Weston Weller and Corbin Phillips uh, created these 12-minute videos each, uh, Weston playing chess against himself and oh talking God. about the American Revolution for 12 to 15 minutes. All right. And, and, and Corbin would play the guitar. I mean, they were great videos and very sure. entertaining. But then they're going – I'm going, okay, everybody share. You know, you either get up and do your presentation or we'll watch your video on YouTube. And then, boom, bell rings after Corbin and Weston. And they're like, they're both like high-fiving in yeah. the background. Like, mm-hmm. we just wasted a whole class period. Nobody to do any work. Just watch our <laughs> silly yeah. video yeah. of us. Oh, man. And it was like, yeah, you can be the cool guy until you run into those guys that go, yeah, we're going to take advantage of that. And I'm not doing any work. <laughs> I felt that way at the beginning. And then I began to realize, no, there's more fun in being the mean teacher because I love, and like, I'm, that's not my personality at all, but I'll tell you, I had one kid that just kept calling me bogus. You're bogus, Kano. You're bogus. And I said, I am bogus. I want you to wear, make me a sash and I will wear it. Make me a crown that says, Mr. Bogus, I will wear it. The kid made a sash and a crown and gave it to me at the end of the hour. I wore it for the rest of the day. I did not have one problem with that. I was like, yes, I am bogus. So wait, is that your number three? Is is, is don't be the rod belting. <laughs> don't be the don't be the. No, it's like I, okay. I think it's an, it's another uh, it's another uh, um, Pinterest. Uh, uh, oh yes. Now. Yeah. So we got to our first Pinterest uh, um, advice. I got, um, and this one is where I'm going to drop the name that I did clear with you before. Oh good. Um, but it's uh, kids don't care what you know until they know that you care. Oh um, good. I know. Sorry, I got good. there, man. You know, put it on. I, I need that part. I can see a Karen having that above her, uh, <laughs> her desk. You know? Sorry to all the Karens out there that aren't like a Karen. Yeah, I um, know. That's tough. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, well, never mind. I'm like, I was gonna say, at least her name doesn't rhyme with fat farting. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's been fun. That's been fun in middle school. <laughs> did did have kids come up with that on their own, or did you have like lead them uh, into that? You know, no, I kind of was like, I took kind of was like trying to sympathize with the kid once. And I was like, yeah. well, your name doesn't rhyme with farting. And they're like, oh, geez. Um, so that's amazing. I like, now that's another thing I learned, which side note bonus is don't tell, uh, don't tell kids any embarrassing stories or things about when you were in middle oh, school. Because sure. they will 100% dig it into it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, no kids call me they, Mr. Farton or anything like that. But uh Whenever they go, oh, Mr. Martian, I go, there's much better, much oh, yeah. better. Uh, <laughs> and side note this year, uh, the kids are all calling me Matt because my email and on oh. we do Microsoft Teams yeah. and it says on there, Matt Martin. So they're like, <laughs> they, they call me Mr. Matt or they'll just, I'll get an email that'll say, hey, Matt. And I'm like, oh boy. You got too we, comfortable too quickly, kids. We yeah. have devolved. <laughs> Online teaching has made you too comfortable with me. Right. I'm going to have Gotta get a, I'm gonna have to get a sash that says Mr. Bogus. Yes. <laughs> but back to kids don't care what you know until they know that you care. Um, I had an amazing principal my first two years here in, or three years in, in Spokane. And he was like, if I, he said, I'm never gonna swoop into your class and say what you're teaching and, and, and you know, nitpick what you're teaching. But I will, in the first two weeks of school, if you're teaching any content, uh, we'll have, we'll have words oh. because the kids, the kids need to know who you are. They need to know what the rules are, what the expectations are, and they need to know that you care about them. I want to work he, for this principal. Oh my goodness. He's actually, he, he pulled a, he pulled a, uh, Dan Cano and he's up in uh, district now. Oh dang. Uh, he's, our, he's our avid director, Rob Revis. He's amazing. Uh, and, uh, so I love that he, um, so much and i i'm friends with him on facebook so i'm just gonna tag everybody yep, you're gonna have like going. a thousand new fans uh but uh we were big on just on grabbing kids heart you know and and saying mm -hmm. hey look i'm an adult that there's uh, tons of research and you know you're 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 in it but there's tons of research that says if kids have one caring adult in their life yeah that they that it's the biggest indicator for success and so uh letting kids know that you're that that one caring adult um and they're honestly, I get kids to do assignments and things in class that, that I wouldn't get to if I just came in and said, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, in, in teaching classes, you mentioned like throw all your teaching stuff out the window, you know, sorry, Cedarville. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. While but, uh, <laughs> our, the school I went to was ironically called St. Martin's university Oh, cool! and they were all into Dr. Harry Wong. It was like, Harry Wong oh, this, Harry Dr. Wong. Harry Wong this, and uh, which I'm like, well, I can't mention that in middle school, but uh, <laughs> I love but uh, he was like, don't smile till Christmas. Yeah, and that's his see? big thing. Like, don't mm -hmm. don't just be Mr. Meanie until Christmas. And I'm like, I just can't do it. Like, that's not yeah. why I got into teaching to be mean for 50% of the year. Um, and so I'm like, hey, look, I care about you. And finding that balance at my at my school in uh, in Spokane is going. Uh, hey, look, I care about you, but I also want you to do your work. So it's like right. finding that balance between, yes, this matters. You need to do it. Hard work. Uh, I have a sign that says do work, son, uh, in my classroom that I got from uh, TV. I'm sure I heard it, but, uh, <laughs> but just do, do your job, you know? Yeah. Um, but also like, hey, 
you know what? I care about whatever was going on in your life and why the reason why you couldn't get it done. I get it, but it is also a time to start to, to, to do a little extra work. So, yeah. uh, I think just getting kids, you have a much better time in my experience in January to April, if you show them that you care in September, yeah. than if you don't smile, cause I don't know. I mean, I respect Dr. Wong, but yeah, I'm throwing that. I'm throwing that one out. Yeah, he's he's his his stuff is a little bit dated, <laughs> <laughs> and there's some there's some gems in there, but you know, yeah. you, can, you can kind of go back and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. But what I love about that that philosophy of of um, if if a kid has one adult that cares, it brings the whole school into play. So it doesn't have to be a teacher. It could be a janitor. It could be a lunch lady. It could be um, not, not necessarily a core teacher. It could be really essentially anybody. It could be an, an educational assistant. It could be um, hall monitors. Do you know what I mean? And I've seen yeah. some of the best relationships built from some of those people who are not just teachers um, in, the, in, in the school setting uh, with kids that completely love and respect and know that that adult has their back. Um, I, lo- I love that philosophy and I really am glad you shared that one um, today. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, my number three is one that uh, I've experienced one too many times. And uh, I guess I'll kind of describe, I'll, I'll say it and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it is the best planned lesson plan that you can have could fall on its face in five minutes or the lesson plan that you have thrown together at the last second could be the best lesson plan you've ever had in a class. And I guess maybe that's like, you don't, you really can't expect what's going to happen or expect the unexpected, or I don't have a pretty way of saying this, but there's been so many times where I have carefully put everything together. I've followed the research trends. I've done everything that I know that I'm supposed to do. And I've presented it as a sweet smelling sacrifice to my students and they have put it into their mouth and they have spit it out because it just did not go well for them. And there's somewhere like, I remember my friend, uh, my friend Haley Webb, she is an amazing special education teacher that I worked with my last year teaching. And uh, literally, I think like the day before, we we're trying to think of something different and fun. I was just like, I want to do something fun. And she was like, well, let me look up fun things. And she found this game called Attack. And I'll tell you, I played this game with my kids for three days in a row because they loved it so stinking much. And like the content was still there. We still talked about it. They could talk about it and they knew answers to things and it, it, it proved that they knew what we were doing. But I will tell you that that was like so hastily put together, but they, they loved it. And then they asked to play it later on in the year. And I guess I'm throwing a couple of ideas in here because I do think it is important to follow the research trends. I do think it's important to do what, um, um, it's proven to be best for kids, but sometimes you just got to have a little fun. And sometimes you, you, you may not necessarily have the best lesson, even though it's the one that you've planned so long, you've set up accounts on Edmodo, you've done all of this to get ready to go. And it just, it just falls flat on your face. Um, so I, yeah, I, for my number three, I don't really have a, a good pithy little phrase to say, uh, something that I can put on a mug or a poster to sell at, you know, teacher stores, but, uh, all that to say that, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know what, have a little fun and, and don't expect uh, the best lesson plan to be the best thing ever. <laughs> totally. Uh, I think what we also need to do is I, you need to send me the rules to that game. Okay. Yes. Okay. And, and I will send you the rules to a game that I know when you're back in the classroom, you will adore. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. And it's called, <laughs> gr- it's called grudge ball. <laughs> and the whole, the whole thing behind the game 
is if you score a basket because you have, uh -huh. to have a trash can basket, uh -huh. you get to take points from the other team. Oh, this is similar. This is similar then. Okay, because I I thought kids are so motivated by getting points, yeah. but they are way more yep. motivated by taking <laughs> taking people's points. And then we do like, and then I I tell them every time, if you make an underground alliance with yeah. another team. <laughs> That team never wins. Neither of those two teams win. And then they go, okay, yep, okay. Hey, underground alliance. <laughs> and I go, you're not going to win every Listen. time. And then, oh, I can't believe we lost. Yeah, because this team over here had no alliances, and they just yes. answered all the stinking questions correct. <laughs> Listen, okay, so I do have to talk about it now because it's making me laugh so hard. So the, the way that I first introduced it is I said to the, the, the groups, I said, okay, I want you to send one person from your group up to the board, and that person has to draw the most beautiful, elaborate castle that they can draw on the board. And so kids were like getting into like details. I'm like, I'm going to give you three minutes. Everybody else can talk. Like, and they're, they're, they're drawing this. And then they go back to their seats. And I said, so here's what happens. We're going to play this game. If you get a question right, you get to destroy part of a castle and so i just go <laughs> racer and i'm like boom and i just like wipe it out and they're like oh, oh man so then it like it turned into like fun things that they were drawing a little bit later on but then it got into like i had one class that i, I feel like friendships were lost because it was <laughs> they walked into the room dealing with each other on who's going to be on whose alliance and then literally like kids standing up and saying you promise before class begin you promise and i'm just laughing i'm laughing so hard at this whole experience oh i do follow best the standards <laughs> <laughs> if boss if you're listening yeah. uh, please don't find me here's the best part about making up or having a game in class is I started with like three rules uh -huh. and it's like the old Calvin ball from yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> yes. like, and so like this one time it's like, you want to keep it close so people care, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this team is down like seven points and I go to this kid, I go, listen, you get it. You get a three point, three X takeoff, two X takeoff from the shorter one. Uh -huh. And then automatically if you get the question right, you get to take one X off the board, no matter what uh -huh. from another team. And so this kid, I go, his team is down seven. And there's no way they can win. And I go, if you make a backwards from the three-point line, yes. I will give you seven. You can take seven off another team. And he steps up, gets the question right, over the shoulder, sinks it. No. Like at, and, the, and then the bell had already rung. So they're like 30 <laughs> seconds after class. And they're yeah. just like, nobody's leaving. Everybody's like, yes. will he make this? And he steps up over the shoulder, sinks it. And so it was like, and I'm sure they probably all bombed the test because all they remember is like <laughs> the grudge. You know, they're like, what was the question? I don't know. I just remember we had this grudge against, you know, the team. Yeah. Or they so. got that one question right. That might be the one that they actually knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your number two, Matt? All right. Number two is uh, a recent one. Mm -hmm. uh, and so with this uh, online schooling, we've been doing a lot of like video stuff where like that, you know, we have like a video for uh, instructional video. And the guy that was doing the training, uh, he was on the other side of the state and we did like a Zoom call with like the whole district. And he was like, be yourself, don't edit. Ah, oh, cool. So, so he said, when you do these instructional videos, if you have to, if you stumble over your words or you go, oh, crud, my, you know, my dog came in and interrupted the video. Yep. Leave it in. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I thought, man, what a cool, like, not only just for this like online classes, because like, you know, we're going to be back in the classrooms soon hopefully and just like be yourself with kids because you know middle schoolers 
they have like the BS radar yeah. like, on high alert. And mm-hmm. when you get that teacher coming in and the, like I, the, the student teachers always crack me up because they're like, oh, hello, young man. And they're like, oh, no, this is, this guy doesn't care about me. He wants yeah. to get his, you know, teaching credentials, you know? And so just being yourself and, and not editing and, and, you know, coming in and, and uh, just telling kids like, Hey guys, guess what? I've got a headache. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't find a sub. So I'm here. <laughs> I'm on three, I'm on three cups of coffee. And so just so you know, I'm not going to take any stupid questions. You know, like, like it's today's don't try me. You know? Uh, So it's like, have have you ever done the, like, listen, I'm not putting up with anything. If you, if you mess up once, I'm going to flip out. You don't want me flipping out. Like I've done that before. Yeah. And, and, and on the flip side of that uh, is like, you know, Hey, I messed up and I, you know, did something I, you know, I kind of, I lost control. I raised my voice and coming in and telling the kids, Hey, Hey, or, you know, one-on-one going, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I called you out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I was having second period was bad. And I brought it into third period or, you know, my, uh, you know, I accidentally deleted my Pokemon and now I'm upset. <laughs> so you know, like, like being just so honest with kids because they're going, and that's going back to like my third is like, you, you know, you, you do the same thing with other, every other relationship in your life. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, hopefully you're with your yeah. wife, you're, yeah. you're not afraid to admit, Hey, I made a mistake or with, even with your boss or your friends. And so, uh, when kids see you be real, yeah. you know, when it's time to talk about civil war or, you know, the constitution, they go, all right, this guy's coming real. He knows, uh, he, you know, he's just, this is what he thinks. And, uh, and so I think like, I mean, I think I do a pretty good job of just building a relationship with kids, which is number one. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, honesty goes, uh, goes a long way with kids. And I think, you know, if they can spot a phony a mile away. So I think getting that, uh, that advice this year, which kind of just reminded me of kind of what I've always thought is like, you know, I had rather have kids go, well, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go, well, let's all learn together yeah, <laughs> versus yeah. like, like this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but he's also, he's a phony because you know, he goes, hello, how are you kids? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think just being an adult, that's yourself. I think, uh, I think that's given me a lot of freedom too. in, in teaching to go, Hey, having bad days is okay. We don't take it out on the kids, but yep. having a bad day is okay. And having kids go, um, you know, Hey, and I've actually had some of my best days is I had laryngitis last year, uh, right before coronavirus hit. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it was like the day you're like, it was already, you know, all over the world. And then they're like, Mr. Martin, why are you coughing? And I'm like, yeah, right. I, and I'm like, I can barely talk. And so I like, seriously, I put up, it's funny. I put Google, uh, Google translate, you know, it'll read it in English. Yeah. So I did like, so I just did that. And I was like, I, so I put on there, please be quiet, do the entry task. And it was like, please be quiet, do the entry task. <laughs> we like, like the teacher more. Yeah. I was like, your teacher has, has a sore throat and cannot talk. Like, and then, uh, we were doing no hoods, which oh, don't yeah. get me started on <laughs> no hoods, no hats. That's and a whole so other podcast. This, <laughs> oh, and I had this one, uh, this one girl who never wanted to take her hood off. Yeah. And so I had to remind her every day. So I just put that up there yeah. and I played it like eight times. Yes. Please take your hood off. 
And then she's Please like, nope, not it. doing it. Please take your hood off. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is your future, kids, when robots are teaching you. <laughs> That's <laughs> they amazing. They will have no compassion for the fact that you have a bad hair day. <laughs> you know? So be yourself. Don't use robot voice. Don't edit. You know what? I, I, have you ever made the apology in front of the whole class before to a kid? I have. And, I, and, and uh, it usually involves candy. Yeah, no, and that's a good call. <laughs> I I have had those moments where I I've I've totally lost my temper, um, and I've said hurtful things. Like, and that makes me sad when I go back and I think about that. Um, and I'll go back and I remember, I remember saying those hurtful things, moving on, and literally stopping in front of the class, and turning back to the kid and 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 having to offer a full blown apology to the kid right there at that moment. Um, and I think that it only does good. Like it just only rectifies that situation and repairs that relationship. Um, yeah. Like showing a kid that you are genuinely sorry and that you're a human, that you make mistakes and that you share that realness to them, man, do they appreciate that? And they get that. And, and I mean, we don't do it as a manipulative technique, but it's legit. Like that's what you would do if you hurt a regular person, a regular friend. Um, and then, um, Oh, what were, there's, Oh, I just missed a piece to this that I really wanted to share. Oh, crud. John, fix this in the post. I can't remember what this was. Okay, we were talking about... Seamless. <laughs> yeah, right. This is good. Hey, kid. Well, you're going to kid scream it anyway. It's good. Um, yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. Maybe it'll come back to me. Who knows? Okay, anyway. Uh, so my, So we'll pause here for a second so this will make John feel good. All right, so my number two on the list is something that I learned right away. Now, this is something like from Cedarville, from the cooperating teacher that I had at um, Bellbrook High School. That's where I taught for my few, uh, my few weeks uh, back in 2003. Michelle Rice was my coordinating teacher. And one thing that I learned very quickly from her is teach the kids something that they want to learn. Teach to their interests. Now, being an English teacher, that makes it so easy for me to do. If you want to read this book, then let's read this book. But I'll tell you, I spent too many years, and this is more like not necessarily something I, you know, have much of a choice to with curriculum, but I, I could have adjusted things, I think. Um, teaching things that I know my kids didn't like, that I know my kids didn't want to learn, but I, you know, used it as the excuse of like, oh, okay, well, this is something that's good for you to learn. No, it isn't. Like, it was the curriculum. It was easy. It was right there. And boy, did interest level engage so much more when I was allowed to, or when I gave my students the opportunities to read and learn about things that they wanted to learn about, that I gave them that choice. And then what I felt like they needed to know were the, the actual teaching nuts and bolts of the curriculum came together when they could find it fitting for what they were interested in. And that put more onus on me, but it made my grading life easier in the classroom. It made, um, you know, it took a little bit to plan and get together, but boy, did that increase engagement. And then did it increase, um, behavior issues. You know what I mean? When I came down to it, cause they got to learn the things that they wanted to learn. Um, so I think that that's what something is, I would say is, is make those examples, um, or those things that you talk about with your kids and what you teach them, things that they're interested in, in, in knowing. Um, I will be the first one to admit that if a kid says something and I don't understand what it is, I will Google it later. And then I will tr figure out how to use it in the next conversation the next day. And they're like, wait a minute, how do you know that? And I'm like, come on. I know things. No, because I had to Google it because I didn't know what you were talking about when you said such and such. Um, but that is uh, just trying to keep in the know. And I, I've said this to my wife and I've said this, that I know that I am 
done teaching or that I need to get out of the classroom when I can't relate to kids anymore or I don't know what they're talking about or I don't care to know what they're talking about. Like that's what's scary to me. And so there's a part of me that's like, okay, when I get to that point where I can't relate, then I know that it's time for me to be done teaching because I don't want to be that teacher that's like, I remember back in this time uh, and trying to bring them back to uh, a time of education that is not the time that they're uh, currently in. Um, but now, John, you're going to have to re-edit this because this is what I was going to remember because you talked about being real with your kids. Um, so I've said this on the podcast before. My wife and I um, had some, some medical issues and having a baby and, and we lost some babies. And that was one year with my kids. And I actually came into the school and I told my kids the story of what had happened. And they were amazingly compassionate and loving and kind and understanding. Um, and then the next year when my wife and I were able to adopt a baby, you know, I shared that journey with that new class, but then I got to go to the eighth graders and say, Hey guys, guess what's happening. And their excitement for me was so palpable and so wonderful. That was better than like excitement that I've had from like regular friends. Um, and just that connection, like they, they genuinely um, loved and were excited for me at that time because I share that realness with them. Um, and I, I, you know, going back to your previous point, that's, it's, it's so true. It's so, so true. Show that you're a real person to them and they will, they will take that and they'll run with that. Yeah. So we're at the top. Number one, what's the best piece of teaching advice you could give? Oh man. I'm excited. Uh, so we had uh, kind of, we have a lot of turnover in our school. Oh, and yeah. so like <laughs> title one schools, it's like my first year, you know, I'm making all these friends, fellow coaches, cause I coach basketball and, um, and flag football, which was funny cause I've never played football and <laughs> 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 I'm like, watched it on TV and we'll figure this out. <laughs> but, uh, but Pull having all these the friends and, and, you know, having that, that end of the year, like last teacher meeting kind of, you know, in the library and they all go, all right, so here's the people that are moving on to a, you know, brighter pastors or retiring. <laughs> it's like 12 people and you're like, yeah. that's a third of our staff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, so we had this kind of new crop one year of just like 10 teachers and, you know, and they're going, Hey, you know, the principal's going, Hey, uh, we need somebody to do lunch monitor and we need somebody to do this. And, and the first question out of a lot of these people's mouth was how much how much do I get paid for that ah. is there a stipend how much is this do I get yeah. you know how much do I get stipend for this or if you stay after school if I'm out of here at four you know I'm, my contract says four if I if I'm five how do I you know get paid for that and uh we have this guy at uh, school um who is like basically everybody's hero and <laughs> his name's Joe and we joke with the kids that he sleeps there <laughs> and I, I was like Oh, and we, like Mr. Ferris, you know, I'd say to the kids, oh, hey, Coach Ferris, he lives in that RV. There's like an RV parked out by the <laughs> baseball field. And I go, yeah, he lives out there. And, you know, the kids like believe it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so I'm like – and so I'm talking with him and he goes, hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm like – he's like, hey, you should coach basketball, you know, and pick up this thing. And he goes, you can just have a great connection with kids. And in everything he told me – about why I should do this. Nothing was about money. That's cool. And he go, and we came up with, you know, Hey, no one's going to pay you for what will change our school. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we had this big deal when I first started, um, where the news went on and they said, Hey, here's all the middle schools in town. This is like the news station. And they go a plus for the, you know, the, the in the affluent area, a, a minus B 
people and then they went gary middle school f and they put this big like Dang. graphic of, like, a, you know it's like <laughs> failing school failing teachers you know yep. it's and they're like went into like and so that was like the what i walked into mm-hmm. um and we get you know you get administrators or people downtown as we call them <laughs> that don't want to they they have their their fix for uh for our school mm-hmm. you know and it's always throw money at it and throw money at this problem, throw money at this problem, you know, after school programs, throw money at it. And, uh, I mean, I've worked a lot of those programs and I do need money because I, (laughs) as you know, I have five children and trying to feed them. But, uh, (laughs) but just that idea that like, what is going to change this school is all the things we've talked about, except for maybe comfortable shoes, you know, uh, (laughs) kids don't care. You need to care. Your kids need to care about you and know that you care about them. Uh, being yourself, and uh just making that connection and relationship um if that is what is going to move our school from f minus on the news to you know i'd settle for like passing at this point or or a c plus you know um but 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 being able to change that is that that culture Mm -hmm. um is not something that you're going to become rich i mean if you got into teaching to make extra money you're very confused. <laughs> you're a very what confused you individual. <laughs> yeah. There's like five people in America that make enough money to survive. But, uh, you know, look, so I worked like, at Gap for nine years while I was a teacher. I get it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, know I know way too much about ladies' denim. That's all I got to say. I know. We just, it's like every teacher has like the side hustle. Like <laughs> my friend was like talking about getting a new phone. He teaches in San Diego, you know, where it's already ridiculous to live uh, money wise. Oh, and he goes, imagine. he goes, yeah, well, he goes, I kind of need an iPhone 11. And I'm like, nobody needs one, right? And he right. goes, well, because I got a side hustle selling sneakers. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and it's like every teacher knows like, yeah, you know, hey, I sell leggings or I, you know, yep. I'm like, or I'm a, like, I, I do snowboard. I refinish snowboards as my side hustle. That's amazing. So it's like, and it's like all the things that you do, you know, staying after school, you know, all these things that teachers do. It's like, if you want a better school, you want a better school for the kids. Um, and it is kind of like you talked earlier, it's like kind of a, uh, it's a, like a madness where you're like, I don't see, I'm doing this every day. And then every year you get new, a new crop of seventh graders. And it's like, well, I hope they did good in eighth grade. I don't really see, I hope they're getting made, did good as freshmen. Uh, cause like three of them come back from high school and say, Hey, you were my favorite teacher. But (laughs) you know, it's like the rest of them, you go, I don't, I hope that was what I did was working, you know? So it's kind of this, like this this exercise in madness of like uh um you know so i think what what, what really change what really can change a, a title one school or a, a quote-unquote failing school they can't see the air quotes i did there but the failing school <laughs> he did them folks uh, there were air quotes i said quote end quote you know um <laughs> but uh, a failing school is is teachers who care and who are there for the kids and and uh you know I mean, I do get paid for coaching. I should point that out. <laughs> I did. I'm going to tag my, my former principal now district guy. So, yes. um, but yeah, I, no one's going to pay you for, for what will change a school. I think that's, that's my biggest bit of advice, especially to people teaching at low income or, you know, struggling schools is that um, when you see those, like you were talking earlier about movies and uh, there was a book um, that came out and a movie that was, it was like a documentary uh, from a, a Washington school. And I wish I could remember the name of it, but, and they're showing this, these teachers that are driving to kids' houses after school mm-hmm. and dropping off, you know, hey, you weren't in school today. Yeah, I had to work because my, you know, dad left us. And, yeah. uh, okay, well, here's your assignments. Is there any way I can help you? You know, yeah. uh, do it when you can. Let's work on this. And 
and they're going, I know that person didn't get, they didn't say, Oh, I want my mileage stipend for driving right. two miles and I want right. gas. And they just, they did it because they truly care about kids. And so yeah. um, if you're in it for the money, uh, go work at Gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go work at Gap, friends. Don't go work at Gap. <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah. No, hard uh, pass. I'm, Matt, I wish that we talked together because I'm, I, as I, we've had this conversation, I'm, I'm recognizing a ton of similarities in the backgrounds of the schools that we've taught at and a lot of the philosophies. And that's my number one. And my number one is uh, care more about the kids than your own subject. I think that I remember becoming a teacher and thinking, I really want my kids to love reading and love literature, blah, 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 blah. And then realizing that like, it's okay if your kids don't like your subject. That's fine. You got to like your kids. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to throw shade here a little bit. I think high school teachers have a little bit more of a struggle with that. I think high school teachers are so passionate about their subjects sometimes. Not saying that they're not passionate about kids, but I, I, I think that it could be a little bit more easily muddled for high school teachers and obviously for college professors, because at college, I guess there's this whole idea of like, well, who really cares? You know what I mean? Like the stakes are so much higher. Um, but at least I would say, you know, maybe, maybe middle school and lower. I would love to say high school and lower, you know, all of our, our, you know, our post college or excuse me, pre-college students um, that you should love your students more than you love teaching. And if you go to school, not liking those kids, you're in the wrong profession. I, you know, (laughs) summer vacation is not worth it. It is not worth it at all. Um, And uh, I, you know, I've heard people joke about that. I've even said that to people like, Oh, I'm a teacher. And their first response is all right, summer's off. And I'm like, I work like this second week into June and I'm probably pre planning at the beginning of August. So I get maybe six weeks off. I'm not really thinking to myself, I get my summers off and I work so much on Sunday nights that it kind of makes up for the time. And again, I'm going to feel uh, like an old man, but I swear, like, we got most of June off growing up and we yeah. didn't go to school until after Labor Day. Right. Um, but yeah, there was a t-shirt that uh, I was like, I'm going to get this t-shirt. And it said, I got into teaching for three reasons, June, July, and August. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that will go well at the next professional yeah. learning development. <laughs> well, and that's like, that's what I always like whenever there's like budget stuff and you go, um, you know, the parents always go, well, they only work nine months out of the year. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I did a, I did a I southern saying, voice. I just alienated I really, half of your listeners. <laughs> you live in Washington, but I'm really happy that that voice accent just came out. No, I just love, I love the, uh, the, 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 the voice you do when you're mocking other, you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're when you're trying to be fancy and you do the British accent, you yeah. know, it's like <laughs> not good, guys. Uh, don't that's don't don't take that away from this from this podcast, please. Yeah, no, <laughs> no it's staying in there. Trust me, we're gonna hold on to that. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. man, that's hilarious. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Oh man, I don't know, man. I I I think I got all my singers in. Those were some good zingers. I appreciate that. Matt, it was a blast having you on today. It was great to be able to hear your, uh, your perspective, your thoughts. And, uh, I love talking, talking teacher talk with you. That was a great time. Thanks so much for, for being a part of this today. Thanks for listening. I know what was on your list of questions. Where is lost in lists on the internet? First lost in lists has its own Facebook page and Twitter account. on Facebook. Just search us at lost in lists. And on Twitter, we are at InLists. Also, we have our own website, LostInLists.com. Check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Guess what? Lost in Lists is on just about every major podcast platform. So wherever you listen, please show us some love. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. 
Again, subscribe, rate, and review. Especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you do, leave us a five-star review and a praiseworthy comment. I mean, only if you want to. It doesn't validate me as a human being or anything. Whatever. Anyway, if you have a podcast topic suggestion or you would like to share some tips and advice, we'll take it. Feel free to email me at dan at lostinlists.com. That's D-A-N at L-O-S-T-I-N-L-I-S-T-S dot com. Anchor gives you an opportunity to donate money. So if you want to contribute to Lost in Lists, I'll take it. Look, I'm not too proud to admit it. If not, I'm not offended. Lost in Lists is hosted by me, Dan Konopasik. It's produced and edited by the amazing John Andrus. Thanks again. And you are definitely not lost on my list. Bye.